Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 148. In heavenly love abiding, no change my heart shall fear, and safe in such confiding, for nothing changes here. The storm may roar without me, my heart may low be laid, but God is round about me, and can I be dismayed? Hymn number 148.
If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is, Our safety is to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And the readings will now be given by Gary. The Bible. Psalms. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. 1 Samuel And Saul was afraid of David, because the Lord was with him, and was departed from Saul. Therefore Saul removed him from him, and made him his captain over a thousand. And he went out and came in before the people. And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. And Saul spake to Jonathan his son and to all his servants that they should kill David. And there was war again, and David went out and fought with the Philistines, and slew them with a great slaughter, and they fled from him. And the evil spirit from the Lord was upon Saul, as he sat in his house with his javelin in his hand, and David played with his hand. And Saul sought to smite David, even to the wall with the javelin, but he slipped away out of Saul's presence, and he smote the javelin into the wall, and David fled and escaped that night. Psalms O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people, when they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yea, he reproved kings for their sakes, saying, 
Touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings thou shalt trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Romans who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I will now read from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. The secret place whereof David sang is unquestionably man's spiritual state in God's own image and likeness, even the inner sanctuary of divine science, in which mortals do not enter without a struggle or sharp experience, and in which they put off the human for the divine. Christ Jesus reckoned man in science, having the kingdom of heaven within him. He spake of man, not as the offspring of Adam, a departure from God, or his lost likeness, 
but as God's child. Spiritual love makes man conscious that God is his father. And the consciousness of God as love gives man power with untold furtherance. Then God becomes to him the all-presence, quenching sin, the all-power, giving life, health, holiness, the all-science, all-law and gospel. The unity of God and man is not the dream of a heated brain. It is the spirit of the healing Christ that dwelt forever in the bosom of the Father and should abide forever in man. When first I heard the life-giving sound thereof and knew not whence it came nor whither it tended, it was the proof of its divine origin and healing power that opened my closed eyes. In the 1880s, anonymous letters mailed to me contained threats to blow up the hall where I preached. Yet I never lost my faith in God and neither informed the police of these letters nor sought the protection of the laws of my country. I leaned on God and was safe. He of God's household who loveth and liveth most the things of spirit receiveth them most. He speaketh wisely, for the spirit of his Father speaketh through him. He worketh well and healeth quickly, for the Spirit giveth him liberty. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. These two words in Scripture suggest the sweetest similes to be found in any language, rock and feathers. Upon this rock I will build my church, he shall cover thee with his feathers. How blessed it is to think of you as beneath the shadow of a great rock in a weary land, safe in his strength, building on his foundation, and covered from the devourer by divine protection and affection. Always bear in mind that his presence, power, and peace meet all human needs and reflect all bliss. And rest assured, you can never lack God's outstretched arm so long as you are in his service. When thought dwells in God, and it should not, to our consciousness, dwell elsewhere, one must benefit those who hold a place in one's memory, whether it be friend or foe. 
and each share the benefit of that radiation. This individual blessedness and blessing comes not so much from individual as from universal love. It emits light because it reflects, and all who are receptive share this equally. The present self-inflicted sufferings of mortals from sin, disease, and death should suffice so to waken the sufferer from the mortal sense of sin and mind in matter as to cause him to return to the Father's house, penitent and saved. Yea, quickly to return to divine love, the author and finisher of our faith, who so loves even the repentant prodigal, departed from his better self and struggling to return, as to meet the sad sinner on his way and to welcome him home. Beloved Christian scientists, keep your minds so filled with truth and love that sin, disease, and death cannot enter them. It is plain that nothing can be added to the mind already full. There is no door through which evil can enter, and no space for evil to fill in a mind filled with goodness. Good thoughts are an impervious armor. Clad therewith, you are completely shielded from the attacks of error of every sort. And not only yourselves are safe, but all whom your thoughts rest upon are thereby benefited. The self-seeking pride of the evil thinker injures him when he would harm others. Goodness involuntarily resists evil. The evil thinker is the proud talker and doer. The right thinker abides under the shadow of the Almighty. His thoughts can only reflect peace, goodwill towards men, health, and holiness. Beloved students, you have entered the path. Press patiently on. God is good and good is the reward of all who diligently seek God. Your growth will be rapid if you love good supremely and understand and obey the way-shower, who, going before you, has scaled the steep ascent of Christian science, stands upon the Mount of Holiness, the dwelling place of our God, and bathes in the baptismal font of eternal love. We will now have a moment of silent prayer. 
and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Father, who is in heart in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, Forever. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 99. He that hath God his guardian made shall underneath the Almighty's shade fearless and undisturbed abide. Thus to myself of him I'll say, He is my fortress, shield, and stay. My God, in him I will confide. Hymn number 99.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony week meeting for Wednesday, July 14, 2021. At all our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. People from all over the world have found our church, and we are sincerely thankful for each and every one of you who have found us. We maintain an inspiring and enlightening website, plainfieldcs.com, that is really a treasure trove of the finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. In fact, we have a number of websites in several different languages. This is our missionary work, and it brings Mary Baker Eddy's revelation of Christian science to people all around the world who are truly in need of this healing truth. Everyone is welcome to look through our websites. They are all free of charge. We won't be having our Saturday morning Bible study for the summer months, but they will resume again in the fall. So uh, watch the website and listen to our announcements, and we'll let you know when we're ready to start up again in September. The rest of our services and activities will continue, so keep listening and checking our, out our website. On Sundays at 10 a.m., we have our roundtable discussion, which really is valuable training in operative Christian science. And then our church service begins at 11 o'clock. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. The Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. It has its own telephone number, so if you have a child who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, they can attend by telephone. Please call the church and get the phone number, and we'll be very happy to welcome your child. And we also have a nursery for toddlers and infants at all of our services. So when you come, please be sure to bring the little ones along too. Our publishing and mailing committee has been busy. The August full text lesson book booklets have been published and mailed, and yours should be in your mailbox soon. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of suffering, 
although the, gen the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your phone. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Dave from Florida, go ahead, please. Hi. Um, the other day, my wife and I were driving through a parking lot and we saw a parked car with its fender lying on the ground. It was very obviously a hit and run. It reminded us of the protection that we experienced several years ago while we were on a trip to the Jersey Shore. We were walking back to our car from the, park, from the boardwalk and a woman came up and said she had been waiting for us. She told us that she had witnessed a woman in a car that was parked next to us sideswipe our car and drive off and she got the license number. So we called the police. They took a report, which I picked up a few days later. They issued a warrant for the driver, and it all turned out well because our insurance company collected from her insurance company. The car was repaired quickly, and there was no penalty to us. We had gotten protect practitioner help for the trip, and we're very grateful for God's protection and how it all worked out. Also, an interesting tidbit, after I got the report, I looked up the name of the driver on the internet and was surprised to see that she and her husband owned a driving school. Anyway, I'm grateful for Christian Science to be a member here for the Healing Practitioner, and thank you for those great readings. Thank you. Joanne, Florida. Joanne from Florida, go ahead, please. Thank you. Um, in this week's lesson, Jesus said to Martha, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? I I've been thinking a lot about that and how it's been true for me since coming here to Plainfield Church and Mrs. Eddy's Pure Christian Science. I was raised in a very strict and comfortless religion and was taught never to go into a church of another religion for fear of being punished by God. However, early on in my coming to Plainfield Church, I recall sitting in a Sunday service. It was only my third or fourth time attending, and before the service even began, I heard a voice say to me, Joanne, what are you doing here? You're playing with fire. At first, it tried to make me very afraid, but right on the heels of it came another voice which said, but only good has happened to you since coming here. So how can this be bad? And that silenced the other voice of fear forever. I was very new in Christian science, 
but already I had healings of tobacco addiction and migraine headaches, of hopelessness, loneliness, and depression, and felt more joy and peace of mind than I had ever felt before. And that was just the beginning of the glory of God that I would see in my life, and that anyone will see in their life by believing and trusting in the power of the Christ science taught here. I'm grateful for Mrs. Eddy for discovering this wonderful Christian science, for this church that is so faithful to her teachings, and for all the practitioner support I've received here. Thank you for this service tonight and for those comforting readings. Thank you. Pam, Virginia. Pam from Virginia. Go ahead, please. Yes, good evening. I am so grateful for my membership in this church. I have learned so much through the roundtable discussions, the Bible studies, and the powerful articles that are offered to all on the church website. It has all helped me with challenges that have come to be healed. It has also helped me in being a better and more effective support to my family and my work for our country. I am so grateful for all of this. I would like to also thank Gary for his wonderful, reassuring readings tonight. Thank you for the beautiful music. The first hymn is one of my favorites. And I am so grateful for all the testimonies that we will hear this evening. Thank you, and good evening. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and for the music. Last uh, testimony meeting, I was reminded of a healing that had come about many decades ago as I was daily reading and poring over the book Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy, every spare moment I had. It was my first experience of the healing power of this book. I had recently, I had recently been laid off from my job, which included childcare. I was a mother of a new baby, and an opportunity unfolded for me to care for another baby and toddler in my home. I worked long hours, so I asked a friend who also was a new mother to come help me several hours a week, and I paid her for help. I can't remember how it started, but she asked me many questions about Christian science and prayer. She had a desire to know more about God, but struggled with many false concepts of religion. During this time, I had myself found that I had many questions that were not being answered by those in the Boston organization. So this turned me more earnestly to the science and health for answers. During this time, I read every opportunity I had and found such joy and uplift. I had given my friend a science and health and a Bible, and I showed her where to find the 23rd Psalm and the 91st Psalm explaining that she could read them like prayers. She had several things that were very challenging in her life at the time. I told her what I knew about Mrs. Eddy and encouraged her just to read the book Science and Health for her own answers and healing. One day she came over distressed and tearful, telling me she had taken her baby girl to a specialist 
who diagnosed the baby with a childhood leukemia. She was to take the baby back for more tests, and I believe it was to come up with perhaps a treatment plan. I felt great compassion. She wanted me to pray, although at this point she still was full of doubt. I did feel a mental protest within that this was not part of God's plan for this child and mother. At one point, a feeling of being very inadequate came over me. I wasn't sure at the time where to start, yet immediately the thought came that this mother wasn't really reaching out for my help, but really to God, and I felt a great peace. A line came to me from Science and Health on page 206 that reads, quote, Does God send sickness giving the mother her child for a brief space of a few years and then taking it away by death? Is God creating anew what he has already created? The scriptures are definite on this point, declaring that his work was finished, nothing is new to God, and that it was good. End quote. I continued reading the Science and Health, knowing that many people were healed reading the book. About a week later, my friend came over to work and reported with somewhat incredulous look that the doctors couldn't find anything wrong, not a trace of the disease, and the baby was in perfect health and they sent them home. That was my first experience in the power of the truth from Science and Health. And I'm very grateful to have found Plainfield Church where all my questions are answered and where we are taught how to live consistently with the Bible precepts and Jesus' teachings and how to consistently align our thought with God and stand up for this truth and Mary Baker Eddy who gave it to us. Thank you. Thank you. Sharon. A couple weeks ago, in a roundtable discussion, it was pointed out that God is always speaking to us. And when we listen and we hear his voice and things go well. Well, it reminded me of a situation I had. I was coming home from a trip in horrible rain on a major highway, and I was getting near the exit to my house and the thought came, get off here. And I thought, no, I'll get off at the next one. It's closer. Well, when I got to the next exit, it was blockaded. So I kept going, and I knew the next exit always flooded, but there was a back road I could take. So I did do that, and I was going down this back road, and a car coming toward me blinked his lights, and said, don't go down there, there's a car stuck in water. Turn around. Well, I turned around, but behind me, the water was getting deep. At that point, I realized God spoke to me, but I was disobedient. I thought I knew more. So I apologized to God and told him how sorry I was, and that I would be more obedient and listen. And I said, please help me. Well, I went a little ways and I got the thought to turn. I had not known that there was a road there. So I went down 
as God directed, he had me turn several times and I got back to the highway where I got off at the wrong exit and took the right exit as God had directed and got safely home quickly. It was a major lesson for me. You can listen for God, but you also have to be obedient. And if you are disobedient and you realize you made a mistake, God's right there to help you get out of your bad situation. It was a lesson and I've remembered it many times when I get the thought and I think I know better. It's God speaking and he knows everything. I'm just so grateful for what I'm learning in this church, for the roundtable discussions, and for the powerful readings tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. Tonight, I am sharing my gratitude for Christian science. Several weeks ago, while reading No and Yes in Prose Works, by Mrs. Eddy, on page 10 it states, quote, the two largest words in the vocabulary of thought are Christian and science. The former is the highest style of man. The latter reveals and interprets God and man. It aggregates, and I put it, and I looked it up, collects truth about God amplifies, unfolds, and expresses the all-God. The life of Christ is the predicate and postulate of all that I teach, and there is but one standard statement, one rule, and one principle for all scientific truth. I'd like to repeat, Christian's highest style of man. As a beginning student of Christian science, the word science totally perplexed me, but this paragraph explains it, reveals, interprets, unfolds it, etc. It's wonderful. And then, to express love for Mrs. Eddy, who made all of this possible, from Martha Hogue Vogue, I found in her article called Confidence. This is also a quote. Christian scientists can best show their love to our leader by following in her footsteps courageously, confidently, patiently, obediently, joyously pressing on, neither too fast nor too slow, but guided by wisdom, keeping the commandments, for this is the only proof of love that abides. I have found this to be very, very comforting. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful for all I've learned here in Plainfield. There have been many lessons I have learned here during these past eight years. These lessons have instilled in me the importance of being honest, of being loyal to God alone and not person, to use my spiritual sense to listen for inspiration at all times, and to always demand the blessing, just to name a few. The, this toolbox that Christian Science has given me provides all I need to navigate everything I encounter on most days. And I'm thankful that on top of all that, 
I have the support of a practitioner in this church to help me see the right path when it is obscured for some reason. All of this works together to ensure I can have a clear conscience at the end of each day and the joyful expectation of good for the next. And those are two things I rarely had before coming here. I'm so grateful for all that Christian science, this church, and practitioners' support have taught me. What a blessing it is to be a member here. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please. Thank you for the inspiring and com uh, comforting readings this evening. I just wanted to express my gratitude for this service and for all that we are so freely given in the Plainfield Church in the way of the materials on our website, in the precious teachings and instructions we receive in our roundtables and Bible studies and services, all of which enable us to, as was read tonight from Miscellany on page 210, keep our minds so filled with truth and love that sin, disease, and death cannot enter them. It is plain that nothing can be added to the mind already full. In doing this, we are armed and ready to practice and apply these healing, uplifting truths when praying and watching for our church and for its mission to bring Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science to the world, for praying for our nation and for all mankind. And I'm so grateful for all that I'm being taught here about Christian science. I am grateful to God and for being taught to acknowledge many times daily that he is the one and the only mind, the source of all good. I'm deeply grateful for our beloved leader, Mary Baker Eddy, for Christ Jesus, and for the strong and steadfast support of my practitioner and this dear Plainfield Church. And I'm so very grateful to be here this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Bruce. I'm very thankful for an article that we have on our website. It's called Tranquility of Temperament by Peter V. Ross. And uh, when I read through it, it really struck a note with me because in a lot of ways it described what I had been through and how I found Christian science and found resolution for many things. And one of the things that Mr. Ross included in his article is a quote from Mary Baker Reddy, where she says, A little more grace, a motive made pure, a few truths tenderly told, a heart softened, a character subdued, a life consecrated, would restore the right action of the mental mechanism and make manifest the movement of body and soul in accord with God. Now, who wouldn't want to have the movement of body and soul to be in accord with God? It was like, in, inside me, it was a deep desire to find just this, to find the right mental action to be restored. And uh, when I came to this church in Plainfield, we were having classes and our teacher told us many times that reaction is the bridge over which animal magnetism will reach you. So the point being is to not re react adversely. It seems like it's the trick of the devil to throw an emergency at you and just 
watch you spin around and go crazy and do things that shouldn't be done. But, uh, you know, this article by Mr. Ross, Tranquility of Temperament, including this one passage from Mary Baker Eddy's writings, has been very helpful for me. It's given me more trust in God, more confidence in His goodness, and that He's always there. And it's done much to replace the fear with poise and thereby feel the presence of God. And I'm very thankful for Christian science and specifically for this church, because I don't know how I could have learned what I know about Christian science if I had not come here. And uh, where the writings of Mary Baker Eddy are opened up and illuminated and taught as they should be. Very thankful tonight. Thank you. Craig. Uh, I thank Jared for those very moving hymns and music that was played earlier, and for, for the uh, very protective and actually illuminating <clears throat> readings that were given. I've always loved, loved those Bible stories, and there is so much that, uh, that I've learned from them. I had a healing of anxiety attacks in this church some time ago, and and I was uh, having an anxiety attack, and so I it let me lie down. And I remembered our teacher had told me that God is nearer than the air that I breathe. I love is nearer than the air that I that I breathe. My safety and health are nearer than the air that I breathe. And I must declare and have full faith to be strong, to do good. And when I listened to her speak, it calmed me. I felt a certainty that it was true, even though I didn't fully understand it at the time. But uh, it, it, it led me to just try to do a little more each day. And led me also to Mrs. Eddy's hymn 253. My, uh, I never had another anxiety attack. It took me a while to get fully strong. But in hymn 233, she says, Thus truth grounds me on the rock upon thy shore, against which the winds and waves can shock on evermore. And this Christian science is truth. It's God's explanation of all things. And it certainly <laughs> grounds me and anybody else that it works at it, it just opens and says, God, please, to be the same way. There's plenty of room on that rock for all to stand and not be shook, but to instead do the right next right thing. Well, when I fully committed myself to applying this Christian science to healing the world, I never again had an anxiety attack. I thank Mary Baker Eddy for, for this truth, for a teacher, and our practitioners for all the <clears throat> learning and doing that we it goes on here. Thank you. Oh, go ahead, Benjamin. Thank you. Um, I'm I'm just feel so happy to be here tonight. And then 
to, to have the privilege to listen to the reading tonight. Um, what struck me during the reading was um, in the prose work, I don't think I have heard that before. I think it's my first time. Um, when you see the wrote about the letter she got from somebody who wanted to destroy her, but she responded with the most loving way um, there is. Um, I can't imagine anyone doing that much today. Um, I can my, put myself in that situation. Um, try to think how I will be, respond, but her life, she wrote a lot of wonderful things. Um, her books, um, were the best books ever written after the Bible. Um, they were inspirational. But when I first came to this church, um, I didn't know much about her, but I read her book, Science and Health. Um, I began to know about her when I came here. What struck me, I would say what inspired me most, wasn't mostly her books, her writings, which I'm still learning, but her life, um, her sacrifices that she made, her suffering, dedication, everything that she went through, most of them she went through them before she even wrote her book. Um, they really, they made me want to cry just for, cry for, for love and happiness that I get to know who she really is. And it reminded me about Jesus Christ, um, has his suffering, persecutions, and of course, the crucifixion that he went through, and the disciples and apostles. Um, Bible is full of their stories. Not mostly what they wrote, somebody like Paul, Peter and James, and the rest of them, but their suffering for God, for Christ. If nothing can inspire you, just read those stories, think about them. They are the reason why we are here. The city, of course, is the reason why we, we are sitting here tonight. Another person I just want to share my gratitude um, for is Mrs. Evans. Um, when I came here, um, listened to her, what she went through to, to earn our independence that we are enjoying, we are sitting here tonight. Her story as well really inspired me when I first came here listening to her. And every day I just thank God for giving me, giving me that privilege of getting to meet her and know her for who she is, and if you don't, if you haven't, if you did not meet her uh, in person, I mean, there are so many 
where she can know her. She has a lot of, we are testimony of her work. And many, many people who are sitting here tonight, who are members, some people who are finding us from all over the world, we all share the same story, um, our love for God. And I just want to share this gratitude. It just fill my heart tonight. And I'm very, very happy and lucky to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Um, first, I have a short note from California. Dear Plainfield, thank you for your outpouring of love for mankind. My cup is overflowing. Much love. And then this is uh, someone new. I'm not sure where she's from. It's an email. Thank you and everyone so much for this roundtable discussion. It's from April 25th about intellectuality being the bane of Christian science. I've been wondering why my demonstration isn't manifesting and I learned I have to live Christian science. I do love Christian science and grateful for Mrs. Eddy bringing truth to mankind. And I accept this loving truth. Again, I thank all of your input to fill us with the truth of the one mind with divine love. God is our life. I am so grateful to listen to you all on YouTube. In Virginia, dear fellow members, enclosed is my monthly contribution to support the vital work and outreach of this independent church. This church faithfully acknowledges the place of the discoverer and founder of Christian science, Mary Baker Eddy, who was prophesied in the Bible, and who, looking to God and following the example of Jesus Christ, has presented to the world the way of salvation with all glory to God, with grateful thanks for the stand of the remnant. And then a testimony from England. Yesterday I took my three dogs out for a walk in a beautiful place which is as close to the description of heavenly as anywhere I could imagine. A wild, lush grassland with a beautiful lake up high overlooking the fells and across to the sea, dotted with gorse bushes and filled with wildlife of all kinds. Heaven for me and for my dogs. My two girls get to enjoy all of this off-leash, but our younger pup, Rudy, is less trustworthy and stays on an eight-meter-long line, and so I spend most of our walk either stumbling over the line, trying to detangle it, or constantly dropping the end and running to catch it up. After one wonderful walk, it was just starting to rain. I got the dogs in the van and was about to climb in when I realized I didn't have my phone. I'd taken a call around halfway around, so I knew it had been with me, right at almost the highest, most open point. I immediately paused and knew that nothing can be lost in the kingdom of God. I might not have known where the phone was, but divine mind did know, and God is the mind of man. I also knew that nothing is lost that cannot be found, and I remembered Sunday's round table about listening for and hearing God's voice. I left the dogs in the van and retraced my steps a little way with no sign of the phone. So 
I went back to the van and got them out, got the long leash back on Rudy and said, Okay, pups, take two. And we headed out, much to their bemusement. We followed the way we had come as closely as possible. Everywhere was overgrown and the grass was so high. At one point, I thought to myself, If it isn't on the path, I am not going to see it. And then there it was, right on the path, where the grass was the shortest. I picked it up and gave thanks to God. Rudy then wanted to run up the hill after the other dogs, so I let him pull me, and I ran up the steep hillside behind him. I'm not very fit at the moment, and certainly no condition for running up rough, wet ground in my walking boots. Just as we reached the top, I had to stop gasping for breath. I tried to catch my breath, but I could not seem to stop gasping, and it seemed to go on for ages, while on the end of the line, exactly eight meters away, Rudy waited impatiently, wondering what on earth I was up to. Eventually, I thought, this is ridiculous. I get my strength from God. I get my fitness from God. The words of Hymn 144 came to me, An atmosphere of love divine, we live and move and breathe. Immediately, I was able to take a huge breath, which sorted me right out, and I was able to carry on as normal. The rest of the day was wonderful. Back at home in the evening, I turned, as I often do, to the Plainfields YouTube channel. As I cooked dinner, I listened to the Martha Wilcox article entitled Body, which is read so beautifully, and it made so much sense in connection with what had happened earlier. It was so good... I kept on having to rewind and sit quietly listening to different points and taking it, taking it all in. I'm so grateful to God for everything, but especially for those wonderful proofs of His presence, love, and care, and also for creating such beautiful places for us to walk and spend time with Him in. I'm so grateful to dear Mrs. Eddy for this gift of Christian science and all the possibilities for good that come with it. I am so grateful for the wonderful Christian scientists whose works and writings are helping me develop my spiritual knowledge and awakening. And I am deeply grateful for the Plainfield Christian Science Church for everything that you do, especially the articles and recordings which are so kindly shared for all and are there ready to comfort and educate no matter where on earth we are or on what time of day it is. And then Hawaii. My human voice has been off air since I've taken to study Christian science in the Bible. The more I study, the more the mortal voice has been silenced. Oh, what little it knows. What can be explained when it is the spirit that is real? Since purchasing the hymnal, I've settled on my favorite for now, number 136. And though I can't sing, I sing it anyway many, many times a day. It brings such a comfort and joy along with Psalms 23 and 91 and the Lord's Prayer. My dogs, cats, birds, garden, and yes, even husband, enjoy listening to me sing off-key, but jubilantly. I have been enjoying and absorbing all the recent roundtable discussions as well as the weekly Bible lessons. What a joy they are and such a revelation and comfort for daily application. I am watching daily and send love to you and all at the small but mighty Plainfield Christian Science Church. My gratitude and love always. 
And then this is a testimony from Illinois. I'm holding on to this today. Quote, I will know that yesterday has gone and left no bitterness, and that today is big with blessings, that tomorrow belongs to God. And to realize this today eliminates all worry and pain and trouble and brings us peace and happiness. End quote. This is part of Mrs. Eddy's article day. A while ago, God gave me the answer to something that I was thinking about. I thanked him, and instead of thinking, okay now, what about this and that? I realized that this was exactly what I needed to know this moment, and what I need to know the next moment will reveal to me as well. What a change. Instead of cluttering my thoughts with what I am waiting for God to tell me, I am acting on what he has already told me and trusting and knowing that he will tell me the next thing. Like Mrs. Eddy says, quote, to realize this today eliminates all worry and pain and trouble and brings us peace and happiness, end quote. I have a sense of peace and gratitude that I want to hold on to forever. I am so grateful for tonight's readings. Just feel the peace of God, his protecting power. So many wonderful verses, many of them my very favorite. It's difficult to pick out one to comment on, but in the 27th Psalm, where the Psalmist David says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. I greatly admire David in the Bible, all that he accomplished, his short story in tonight's readings about how he dealt with Saul, with love, when Saul was trying to kill him. Also, the story we all know about David and Goliath. So, for him to say that one thing that he's des desired of the Lord, and then he actually lists what I feel are three things, but it's a focus, and that is that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, which was certainly the theme of this reading tonight, to dwell in that house, to maintain our oneness with the Father. I and my Father are one, the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works, and the Father hath not left me alone, Christ Jesus. And then, to behold the beauty of the Lord, to see his beauty everywhere, to know that he is all in all, and to be so grateful for the beauty, as we hear in so many of our testimonies. Everyone, everything, expressing the beauty of the Lord, to be holding it, and then to inquire in his temple, keep asking, to keep desiring to, to know more about God, how to obey him, how to be more like him, how to do the healing work of Christ Jesus. These wonderful things, what a wonderful thing to desire of the Lord, and I, I pray that might be my one thing to desire as well. I'm so grateful for these beautiful readings, the most beautiful music and hymns, to hear all the testimonies and to be with such a, a loving group tonight who are following in the footsteps of Mary Baker Eddy. May God bless you all. Thank you. 
To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 33. Call the Lord thy sure salvation. Rest beneath the Almighty's shade. In his secret habitation dwell, nor ever be dismayed. Hymn number 33.